Welcome back to the Book Report Podcast with Allie and Rach. We are, listen, I'm straight up nervous about this one. This I'm is a giddy. big episode. I'm giddy. I'm, I have butterflies in my stomach. My heart is racing a little. This, we've, we've put this out for so long now. It's a thing. This is a moment. Yeah. <laughs> we want to do it right and we're not going to. We're not going to. We are tackling, drum roll. Akatar, A Court of Thorns and Roses. We are doing the whole series tonight. Rach and I, we've said it many times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is the book that got us back into reading, back mm-hmm. into loving reading, that feeling of like you can't put it down. Yep. We both read it and then knew we wanted to do a podcast. And so we have barely talked to each other about this book. For I like- had forgot we hadn't talked to each other about the book until I started putting together the summaries for the episode. Yeah. Cackling. Y- yeah. Cack- like, I can't believe I've never talked to Allie about any of this any shit. Of this. Every so time it would come up, we'd be like, no, 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 no. One day we're going to do a podcast about it. So, like, we don't talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. This is before we even really committed to it. Mm-hmm. So this is a lot of pent-up excitement. But I'm nervous because we're not going to get it right. Mm-hmm. And it's a year. And I didn't keep notes. For the last year and a half of what no, I wanted we're not to talk about, psychos. And but I feel stressed that I'm going to miss out on all we these will, things. We'll miss out on so many things. We'll continue the conversation on TikTok or something. Yeah. So how we're gonna we're gonna record? This is gonna be one giant episode. Giant episode. And listen to it in pieces if you want. It's not going to be thirty to forty minutes like a normal. Who book knows book how long it'll be? <laughs> but we didn't feel like we could put together an episode without giving away another book. Yeah. If you've read the whole series, there's no way to talk about book one without giving things away. There's right. just no way I could do it. So we're just jumping And that in. made – so Ali's husband has already read a couple of the books, and he was kind of – He, he was had a, a strong opinion yeah. about He wanted us to do an episode we per book so that he mm-hmm. could listen to the ones he's read. And I just – I didn't feel like I could give you my – opinion on Tamlin without yeah. clouding it up with yeah. how I felt about him after I read the rest of the so series. Read so read the whole series, mm-hmm. then listen to this because that's the only way to do it. You know what we could do? We could record this. It's as long as we want. We can mm-hmm. edit it out to a normal length and then have an extended version we release. If someone wants to listen Ooh, to it feels very Tolkien of us. I mean, I'm just saying there mm-hmm. might likely have to be an extended version. So speaking of us drinking wine, we do not have a signature cocktail tonight. We do not. Do you want to explain how we're going to do the cocktails? So we're just, we're drinking wine tonight, as I've already said, and then we're going to have a court-centric cocktail for every court. Yeah. So we'll be putting those out over the next couple weeks. We're going to take a little break before the fall season, Mm -hmm. and, but we'll still be putting out the cocktails, the cocktail videos, mm-hmm. and you'll have this God knows how long episode that yes. you can piece your way you through on the way through. to work. Every yeah, day. so definitely stay up on social, like follow mm-hmm. us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, because we will be doing a specialty cocktail for every court represented in the series, which I'm very excited I about. I bought some cocktail glitters. Yes, we're like. going to do some mocktails too, so there'll be like mm-hmm. cocktails and mocktails versions. Yeah. You know, it'll be fun. Also, so you brought up mocktails, and that made me think of our episode last week with Emily Whitson. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm like bubbling over with joy over how well received that episode was. Yeah, she's great, y'all. So Allie has been 
in Alaska mm-hmm. and I have not seen her. This is the first time I've seen you since mm-hmm. you left. And I feel like as soon as I saw her, I was like, look at how much people loved it. Yeah. And I, I've just been like really, really energized. And the local, not local, but like Tennessee wide author, local author community is yeah. just, just so talented. And there's just so many folks that we are excited to highlight yeah. in upcoming episodes. And we can't wait to bring you all more interviews we'll get better at it yeah. i promise i'm emily, glad it's thank well you for being our guinea yeah <laughs> emily thank you and you deserve all of the excitement mm-hmm. and excitement that people have about your book and yeah. your interview so well deserved yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like too nervous to even get started well we're gonna start yeah. like every episode we do a summary and in that summary we end up just like Kind of discussing things, yeah. Discussing the books. That's what we're going to try to do here. Obviously, if you've ever heard an episode of the Book Report podcast with Allie and Rach, tangents are our specialty. Mm-hmm. We will probably not stay on topic. We were, we are definitely going to spoil something. Oh, yeah. If you don't like spoilers, this podcast don't, is not for you. Yeah. And we read these a year and a half ago. Well, I've mm-hmm. actually read that. I read them about a year and a half ago, and then I listened to most of them on audiobook in between. Mm-hmm. But then we are also refreshing our memories recently of like, this is are a we very this right? wobbly summary. This is going to be some, wo- so we're going to give you some wobbly summaries. We're going to discuss it. Then at the end, we have a few like fun questions, highlights in general mm-hmm. about the series, points we want to make. And then we'll get into some other fun stuff we have coming around. Do you talk about the fan cast bracket? Yeah. So one of the other fun things we are doing while we take a break before the fall season is a fan cast bracket. Fan casting this was too stressful. I am, I, Mm -hmm. it's too stressful. So we are going to have a bracket where all of you can participate and vote and help us come up with the cast for a Court of Thorns and Roses, which is going to be on Hulu. It is in the works. So, yeah, we're going to have that as well on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. So definitely join us for that while we're taking a little break for the fall season and help us cast. We'll probably have like a bracket for most of the main characters, right? Yeah. Maybe larger brackets for the bigger characters, some smaller mm-hmm. brackets for the smaller characters. And we'll be – so who I, I – mean, in a typical The Book Report podcast – fan cast it's just mm-hmm. whoever we saw it, mm-hmm. there is not a lot of mm-hmm. like thought that goes into it. it's just this is the person i saw and for this one i think we should use like fan casts like popular yeah fan popular fan cast. like, if you have a suggestion mm-hmm. on who you want to see in the bracket hit us oh please reach out to us on social media we would love to hear from all of you mm-hmm. if you have someone that you feel very passionate about yeah. i have a few then let us know and we'll add it to the bracket yeah do you want to go ahead and shout out our Instagram and TikTok so people can reach out to us and let us know who they want to see in the bracket? Yes. If you want to reach out on TikTok, it's the book report pot on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And if you want to reach out to us on Instagram, it's the book report podcast. Yes. And if you want to send us an email, which that would be very nothing would make us happier. Shady of you. <laughs> um, it's the book report pod at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know who you want to mm-hmm. see. All right. Currently, the only person that emails me is Emily Whitson. Oh, like that's <laughs> very sweet. Yeah, that's fun. So, Emily, if you're still listening, yeah, tell I us who it. you want to see. Yeah, <laughs> email it to us. Okay, so let's get started with the summaries. So, 
you should know this for sure. If you hear us refer to ACOTAR, that stands for A Court of Thorns and Roses, which is the first book in this series by Sarah J. Moss. I think I'm saying that right. Every time I say something out loud, I second guess. No, I think that's right. Because okay. you don't, well, you wouldn't say her name out loud unless you yeah. have a podcast about books. SJM. <laughs> SJM. Do you want to hop into the sure. summary of A Court of Thorns and Roses? Okay. I'm giddy. I'm giddy just you starting to <laughs> summarize. It makes me love this book all over again. Okay. So Feyre is our main character of at least the most of the books that mm-hmm. we've seen so far. This changes a little bit. And that's why it's so hard to do this in different books is, you know, if you've read the whole collection of the five books that are out. Yeah. You just think differently of the characters that you meet in the first book. And I, I cannot For sure. give you like an uncloudy vision of who these people are but Feyre is hunting for her family and then unknowingly kills a wolf in the woods that was a fairy on the human side of the wall now if you've never read any of these books all of this you're immediately jargon like, what <laughs> kind of will make you crazy and I'm I'm there with you I am like a person that does not like high fantasy I don't like world building I don't like anything like that and I loved these books. I, I love all of that stuff and loved these books. Yeah. So it, it kind of, you can love it. We, yeah. I feel like we've bullied people into reading it before. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a wall that mm-hmm. exists between the human world and the fae or fairy world. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about fairies, little fairies with wings. These are yeah. very magical <laughs> beings. Strong, hot man <laughs> beings over on the other side of the wall uh, with all sorts of magical powers. So that, yeah, there's a wall and she's hunting near the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she kills this creature. She thinks it's a wolf. I feel like she knows in the moment, and I feel like we come to find out later that she knows it's some magical being, but she just not a normal a wolf. Yeah, yeah, she just, she's so, they're poor. her family's poor. They're really hungry. And... I don't know. The same shit that exists, like caste system yeah. garbage here and everywhere in the world exists in this book, which is a it's a bummer in the book. <laughs> so anyway, this person creature thing shows up at her family's cabin. And Not the one she killed. A no, no, no. One. It's a different thing. Like she comes home and she explains to her family what's happened. But this creature arrives at her family's home threatening revenge and to kill her family if if she doesn't volunteer herself to go home with him, basically yeah. like be his captor. And she's brought to the Fey lands, which she learns is the spring court. Everything Prithian. Prithian is oh, the Prithian. Prithian is the beyond the wall land. Okay. She's brought to the spring court in Prithian mm-hmm. to be the captive yes. of the, the high, high Lord, Lord of the spring court. <laughs> and his name is, Tamlin. Oh, Tamlin. You all, if you're listening to this, you know how we feel. But can I just say my favorite thing in the world is witnessing someone read the first book for the first time and loving Tamlin. And the whole time you're like, get get back to me later. (laughs) Yeah. Follow up with me on that second book, which I'm going to shove in your face. Yeah. Like right after you finish the first book. So she warms to Tamlin and she is held at the spring court. But she turns from captive to lover mm-hmm. very slowly. It is a – it's not a slow burn, though. I feel like it – you feel it heating It's the up. right pace. Yes. It is not a good slow. pace. Mm-hmm. There are a couple things that aren't right in the spring court that Feyre can pick up on. 
his castle has been put under a spell by this woman named Amarantha, and everyone has a mask on. Did you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So everyone, she gets to this spring court in Prithian, and everyone has on like a masquerade ball mask. Mm-hmm. They can't remove them, and it's because they've been cursed. And they call this curse like the blight. There's just a blight yes. over the land, and but everything's very vague. And mm-hmm. I can't. This is I cannot relate to Feyre at all mm-hmm. about this. I mean, I guess she's curious and trying to figure it out. But I would not sleep at night. Being like, what? I'm sorry. What? There a are blight? a blight that glued masks to your face mm-hmm. permanently. So she were they not allowed to say what the curse was? That well, feels like a very easy way is, to solve all of their problems. We're already jumping to the end of this okay. book if we get there. Okay. But okay. she's they, they aren't telling her. They just keep being like, there's this blight. Mm-hmm. There's a spell cast. We can't take off the masks. And that blight also is kind of infecting the land. Like things are changing. There's like weird things happening all over the place. There's creatures encroaching oh, on the spring court. That. Okay that wouldn't usually encroach. There's all these like mm-hmm. monsters in the woods around it mm-hmm. and they're kind of coming onto the property more and more. So yeah, but it was put under a spell by this other woman, woman this witchy woman, I don't know, crazy lady named Amarantha. That's where the spell comes from. Okay, can I tell the spell? Can I say yeah. the spell? <laughs> yeah. I had forgotten this, what the spell was and I had to look it up and... It's very specific. It's a, it's a very specific spell. Tamlin must find a woman to fall in love with him, but she must be a woman who has killed a fae. And she must be a woman that killed a fae with hate in her heart. I don't remember all these specifics. <laughs> so the fact that he found Feyre and she was... So she killed the wolf creature, which was his... He was like, someone that like worked in his on court. The, yeah, he yeah, was someone in his court. court. I think it was a friend of his. She ends up feeling bad about this. Yeah, he, she killed the wolf who was actually mm-hmm. a fae. Yeah, and that that's when they were like, "Oh, we have." So it turns out his friends and members of his court were going onto the human side of the wall, running around through the woods, just hoping someone would kill them. Yeah, so that then they could I take didn't her that back. Either. They could take her back to the spring court, and maybe yeah. she'd fall in love with Tamlin. As I so I'm writing the summary out. I'm like, why did I like this book? <laughs> this is insane. Feyre doesn't seem to care that this is the most specific curse in the history of all histories, but in like realizes that she's fallen for Tamlin, mm-hmm. and it could just be lust. I think it's love. Does she say she loves him? I think at some point, I don't know. I mean, she agreed to marry him, so I'm assuming she has love in her the heart. The whole for him. spring court time of mm-hmm. is so far in my memory. I can't. It's hard for me yes. to remember, even though I listened to it not that long ago. It feels so. The books move so fast that you're like, wait, what happened? Remembering at the how court? infatuated I was with Tamlin. We, you like him in the beginning. Yeah, yeah you do. He's very protective of Feyre. Also, let me stop and say. Feyre is the most southern sounding name. It sounds like my great grandma would be named Feyre. Feyre Jean. Feyre Jean or something, you know. And I cannot get over it every time I say it. But I like but their it. Their last name is not very southern. No. What Archeron? Is Archeron. Feyre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I say it, I think this name was made for me to pronounce. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But I yeah. just didn't believe it was pronounced that way. No. I'm like, this is a southern name. Yeah. It's not Feyre. <laughs> and everyone that's going to be in this movie is going to be British, correct? Oh, oh, I don't know. I would think they have an are. accent. You know, yeah. fantasy people have accents. They always do. They're not from America. 
Ew. <laughs> so yeah, so she she does fall in love with Tamlin, and then she's like, oh, I can help break this curse. This is all mm-hmm. fine and dandy. But um, so as <laughs> I'm rereading my summary, and I feel like I'm leaving a lot out, but they fall yeah. in love. They have great sex <laughs> there's some yeah this is a, a very spicy book. it's not very comparatively no this is this is like a two spice mm-hmm. it it get this series gets hella spicy i'm pretty sure it's the only book i've i'd read it up to this point that had any really yeah i think so oh you weren't reading the spice Mm-mm. before this Mm-mm. okay i had nope it'll yeah Little Allison snuck up mm-hmm. Harlequin romance novels from her great grandma's bookshelf. No. So no, those are not I was reading mine. the spice in like middle Repertoire. school. Um, so I forget why, but Feyre is back. I think she's back in the human lands l- checking in on her family. Something like, oh, so she's gone when Tamlin gets and his whole Tamlin court gets, gets kidnapped. like kidnapped. And this is so this is pretty foggy to me. So my summary is going to reflect the fogginess but tamlin's taken by amarantha to a place called and this made me just giggle it's called under the mountain because it's under a mountain because it's under it's a in a mountain, mountain. <laughs> it is now i wrote amarantha's boy because i didn't know what she did with like him like his like his sex slave no but she's not having sex with him he won't have oh. sex with her he's, oh. she's having sex with the recent oh so she's he's, okay she, he's just sitting next to her at court or like at under the mountain and all of like the weird things that happen under there. She, yeah. He's just sitting next to her kind of drugged. Yeah. We also need to go back. You left out a very important part. Mucho, like the most important part. Okay. Do, do tell when, me. when Tamlin and Feyre are falling in love, mm-hmm. there's this ceremony. It's mm-hmm. like one of the solstices, right? Summer solstice or something. Uh-huh. Oh, where <laughs> she's supposed she is supposed yes it is this is the best part of the whole book this is the best part of book one okay tell me she's more. supposed to this is when it gets spicy too tell me she's supposed part. to be in her room locked away because it's like kind of a weird sex ceremony oh where mm-hmm. tamlin will just like find a ra- he like goes into some feral <laughs> i don't know zone and he will just pick a woman mm-hmm. to have sex with in this like cave and it like ushers in the some spring harvest i, I don't know what yeah. it does but at this ceremony she does sneak out and she's sneaking around the party because she mm-hmm. wants to know what's going on and oh, she, she meets, meets a man and she says he's the most beautiful man she's ever seen but mm-hmm. she's kind of scared of him mm-hmm. and they have this moment and his name is yeah his name is reese and mm-hmm. reese but she doesn't know much about him but that is the moment after you've read all the books and you come back and read book one, mm-hmm. heart is just full. Remembering my brain when I was reading this book, Reese was the nightman. Like from the nightman coming? From the nightman coming. <laughs> what? Like makeup and a cape. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wave. No. <laughs> you never be the bad guy. Yeah, you get bad guy vibes. Yeah. But you get like... The Nightman was a predator. Yes. I'm so confused about why you were comparing Akatar to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> but you did it. Um, not the vibes I got. So she meets this guy, mm-hmm. Reese, and he is the High Lord of the Night Court, which is everyone's like, bad, bad, bad. He's bad. He's yeah. evil. The Night Court is the evil court. Stay and away. The only, so 
the only experience or the only worldview that Feyre has of the Prithian Prithian is the spring court. And it's on the edge next to the wall. Mm -hmm. So it's very close to human lands. Yeah. And also she's always thought Fey were like scary Mm -hmm. and evil. And now she's seeing like a softer side Mm -hmm. of Prithian. That is that, that night is though where it gets steamy with Tamlin. mm -hmm. So he like, yeah, he, he can't have sex with her, but he like almost does bears his teeth at her, which is, there's a lot of that term. Sexy. There's, <laughs> oh God. Growling. Miss Moss, the repetitive language that you use in these books is very annoying. I still love them. Yeah, they're the best, but. But bearing your teeth, not sexy. It's not just her. Like a lot of fantasy books use that yeah. language. A no, lot of fair. them. I've read a lot of them and they all but like, say that. The, the vulgar gestures that she says they all use, I'm unfamiliar. Yeah. Is it a middle finger? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember this. She said, Feyre did it a bunch. Vulgar gestures. Vulgar oh, ha- gestures. I think that's vulgar, but I always think yeah, I don't, the like, within the friends click like, of the yeah, hands. That's yeah, not vulgar, but um, what else could it be? Okay, so yeah, back to so she's met Reese. I just needed to come back to that. Okay, but they are Reese. under the mount. Amarantha has kidnapped Tamlin. I, I think partially because the cur- she's saying she's captured. Like he didn't complete the curse. He didn't like, complete the the girl that she, killed a. Fae. I think she went back to her family. That's why. She, he let her go back to her family. It was like Beauty and the Beast style. Oh. And so Amarantha's like, it's done, not realizing that she came back. Feyre comes back for Tamlin. Oh, because and it, she didn't fall in love with him. Or she didn't say she, she, didn't was, say she was in love with him. Yeah, okay. So she comes back for Tamlin, goes under this under mountain where there's this like weird – I mean, maybe this is what I – because I grew up evangelical. I picture it like a judgment house, oh. hot and like mm-hmm. – Like worms to battle. Yeah, oh, yeah. So they go into this creepy, hellish landscape, dark, cavey yeah. fires burning on the walls, you know, sort of thing. Amarantha always in my head had red hair. Oh, I think so too. Okay, I don't know if it said that or not, but I picture with yeah, red hair. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So Feyre's caught in two seconds. I don't know what she thinks she's going to do against a bunch of Fey, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. So okay, so Amarantha has taken Tamlin, and that she's just maybe will mate with him. Eventually, but she doesn't. You you say mate, and it makes me laugh. But that's like a term in the book. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that. That's what it <laughs> it's very confusing. But so Feyre shows up. She's immediately caught. She's taken as prisoner. And the only, and it, as a reader, I loved it when Reese came. It never felt Reese is under the mountain because supposedly yeah. he's like BFS with Amarantha. Mm-hmm. That's what Feyre thinks. They're like lovers. They're lovers, and. He keeps coming back to her to save her. I mean, he, it seems like he's, like, secretly infatuated with Feyre. Mm-hmm. And you're not... He's helping her in these kind of, like, underhanded ways. Mm-hmm. Like, he does let her suffer mm-hmm. some. Like, she's not, like... And Lucian is there and helps her. So we also didn't mention Lucian, oh who is Tamlin's right-hand man. One of the best characters. One of the of best characters. Mm-hmm. He does have red hair. Yeah, he does. I have, I have fake red hair, but I have red hair, so love another ginger. So, yeah, Lucian is... Mm. A delightful character, but he's also under the mountain with mm-hmm. Tamlin. He so she, she has Tamlin and Reese with her, kind of like helping her here and there as she's a prisoner. Yeah, and there's one she gets injured. In well, some... she has to perform all these riddles. Oh my god! As she, I was remembering that, I'm like, why did I love this book? She Amarantha basically says, "You can still break the curse mm-hmm. if you 
answer some riddles, do some battles. You got to figure, you got to do some stuff. And there's like three challenges that Mm -hmm. she has to face to prove that she loves Tamlin. And then that will break the curse. So she gets injured doing one of those. And it's, her injury is infected. And Reese comes down to the prison cell where she's obviously suffering. Mm -hmm. And and at some point she asks him to save her. Save her. I think probably in her like delusional state. And he performs some curse or he saves her. But the price is she gets this swirly tattoo that allows him to communicate with her. It's like he... It's like a brand, like you. It's like a brand, but <laughs> oh god, I wish I could like bring you into my mind as I'm remembering this a year and a half after I read it, and I'm reading. It. I people hope the people me, listening have also read it a year and a half ago and are going, "Oh yeah," <laughs> like I can't believe that happened. And I the people it who too. read it recently are like, "You're getting this wrong. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing a bad yeah, job." Please. Do not reach out to us. <laughs> we, we don't know. care. Yeah, we do not care. <laughs> we love the book anyway. <laughs> we still love it. But this tattoo allows her to communicate with him in some sense. Like, it's like they form this connection because they of it. have a connection. And he has to visit her. And I couldn't remember what the cadence was. Was it every month or every? I think it was every month. I think it's like one week a month. One week a month. She has to come stay with him at the night court. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's. A pretty hefty price to pay. And when you're dying, who the hell cares? Yeah. Like, you'll do anything. But she still really loves Tamlin mm-hmm. at this point. And she just wants to save him from whatever Amaranth has planned for him. And so she does it. So she does it. So she, now she has this like swirly tattoo and she's somehow connected with mm-hmm. Reese. And the t- do you remember what you were feeling about Reese at this point? Oh, I I was into Reese already at this point. Yeah, I, big fan. Okay. I thought it felt were things like falling apart yet for you? They were. Yeah, in the under the mountain. Yeah, I. It was annoying me how Tamlin seemed to have given up, and I think it was annoying Feyre. Right in the book, she's kind of like, it just seems like he sits there. I think she. I don't remember. At what the vibe I remember feeling mm-hmm. is Feyre is growing more badass by the second in my book. Yeah. Reese, something is up. And he seems like this hot, mysterious guy. So, mm-hmm. of course, I'm intrigued. Tamlin, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's just sitting there. There is a scene. It's under the mountain when Tamlin, like, gyrates against her. When he, like, he's like, I'm still here. I'm just trying to protect oh. you. Do you remember that? Yeah, but I don't know. That made everything else fall apart for me. It was like, oh. I'm sorry. She's fighting she's just... giant worms. Can you not do anything? Mm-hmm. And I guess like Lucian's helping her. Reese is helping her. Is there nothing you can do? I don't know. Yeah. I just started I started feeling mm-hmm. uninterested and as if she is a human and is way more badass than any of the people there. Yeah. Which is, I think, how you're supposed to start feeling. One of the battles is he's still the nightman in my head. So oh my god! Just like he, quick I reference can't. is the nightman is never the good guy. I he, if he's the nightman, we'll then Tamlin's never. The I cannot believe that for a year and a half, mm-hmm. I've had that in my head. You've had that in your head. Yeah. We also performed a community <laughs> neighborhood performance of the nightman cometh in my backyard, full on for Rachel's birthday. A bunch of us performed. Mm-hmm. 
the full Nightman Cometh play. And the extended you, version. The extended version. I can sing the entire Nightman Cometh musical from It's Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. And we still didn't talk about this for a year and a half. No. Like the connections. And we didn't talk about it. I can't get over this. Okay. A neighbor of ours played the Nightman. Yes, that's And I never told you that that was Reese. Oh, my he's God. Not, he's, he's not. He evolves in my <laughs> brain, just for the record. Oh, okay. Well, yes, there's all of this. So Amarantha gives Feyre the chance to save the world by answering some riddles, which is absolutely fucking bananas. What's Wait also these battles? The there's battles, too. But one of the battles is like this worm. Yeah. But it's both I kind of like the worm battle. Wow. W-Y-R-M. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of the other battles except for the worm. Yeah, I don't. Oh, well, the last one's like a riddle, right? I wrote in here, there are just so many crazy things that are making me LOL. Yeah, while there's I think back a lot. This. I can't believe I kept reading this book. Verbatim is what my note said. So isn't it the last one? She has to like, she has to decide if she wants to kill innocents. Oh, yeah. They put like an innocent fae. And I don't remember. She had to stab one. Uh-huh. And instead she stabs. Tamlin. Because she knows he has a heart of stone? I don't remember. But she stabs. She, she stabs, stabs. She stabs Tamlin. Who can't, she knows he can't die. Because basically. she knows he can't die. Uh-huh. She's like trying to rack her brain for everything that like he ever It's a riddle, her. basically. It's a riddle. Um, but then Amarantha ends up killing, killing Feyre anyway. Mm-hmm. So Feyre. But I couldn't remember this. Does recent bring no? Her they back to all life? every single one of the oh, high lords are there, right. and okay. all of them basically give a tiny piece of their power to her, and it brings mm-hmm. her back to life. But she resurrects as a high fae, and a high fae that ha- possesses a piece of their power. They all have different powers mm-hmm. of every court. There are seven courts. All of the high the high lords give her a piece of the power, so she possesses a little piece of all of their powers so not only is she resurrected as a high fae who has survived death which is unheard of but they don't know what kind of powers she's going to have as a high fae so she is this is how the book ends is her being like well bam i'm awake but then the second favorite part of the book she comes back as high fae and reese sees her and there's a glimmer on of like oh shit on his face and he disappears Remember? Oh, yeah. He's just like, totally oh, forgot. shit, and just is gone. Uh-huh. And she's like, what the heck? What's he's also happening? free. That In my mind, I think that's how I was thinking. He he had been Amarantha's. He had actually been Amarantha's boy. Sex, like sex life. Sex like, life. He, he, it was like, bad. Gross. Yeah. Abuse. And he, he took off. So, yeah, Amarantha's defeated. Uh-huh. Well, at, it, for now, like, Amarantha's defeated. Yeah. I think I'm still on Team Tamlin at this point. I was still thought, like... Yeah. She's going to go... She's now a high fae. She's going to go back and live with Tamlin. Reese goes back to Night Court. Blight mm-hmm. is gone. Everyone's masks fall off, right? Yes. Oh, Everyone's free. that. And you think, great. We're all... We're all good. Where could the story go from here? I, we didn't talk about Jurian. Yeah, so you are also plays a bigger part later on in this series. Yeah, you're introduced to this character who is a human named mm-hmm. Jurian. A little bit of his Akatar history for you. And this is where I love being able to explain the Ew. history of some <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I love this part. A long time ago there was a high fae king who kept humans as slaves. And then there was a great war where this king Highburn 
against was going against like the humans and all of the fae who didn't think humans should be kept as slaves. So mm-hmm. big war. That's when the wall was built too. So the the fae who don't want to have humans as slaves and the humans they win the war. They put up a big wall and they're like, we probably just shouldn't interact. Let's like keep our worlds separate. So there's this big magical wall between Prithian and the human world. And Jurian was one of the famous human warriors from that war. And Amarantha, when he was he wasn't killed there's a lot of history I think we'll get into a little bit in another book, but he was – she took his finger bone and his eye, right? Oh, that's right. And oh. she wore them or, like, kept them. And so he wasn't dead even though his body was gone. He was, like, kept alive. Like, his spirit was basically in this, like, finger bone in his eyeball. And he's just being worn by this amaranth. He's, like, watching mm-hmm. everything that's happening. He's not quite dead. Mm-hmm. He's kind of alive in these things. So that is a lot of – book one and you think at the end of book one i mean i couldn't put this down i could mm-hmm. not put it down and i think where is this gonna go i feel I didn't happy care. i was on board it felt like a like a bow like it's mm-hmm. all tied up neatly how is there gonna be a whole series to this then we go to a court of mist and fury Honey, which is it gets book two better and better and better book two is my favorite book two is my favorite oh yeah, book two is my favorite. Book five really blew my mind. <laughs> it feels like a pun. <laughs> really? Yeah, this really rocks so, me. <laughs> book two, Court of Mist and Fury. Do you think that the titles have anything to do with the books? No. Well, I was Thorns about and this Roses makes sense. Spring Court, right? There's like a rose garden. Okay. There's thor- There's a thorny dude and a rose. I don't know. Okay, so Feyre has agreed to marry Tamlin, and she agrees happily. Yeah. Like, I feel like as a reader, it seemed like she was more apprehensive maybe than she should have been as what I wanted her to do. But she does still love Tamlin mm-hmm. in the beginning of this book. But she keeps having these PTSD episodes from Under the Mountain. So I remember her like throwing up a ton. Mm-hmm. She would wake up sweating. I don't think they were sleeping in the same room mm-hmm. for some nights. She was screaming in the middle of the night. She had so many nightmares. And Tam, Tam Man is not handling it well. He is not handling in, this in a healthy in way. In Tam Man's defense, he's also had extreme PTSD. And to be, yes, I thought about this a long time before agreeing to like put a voice to this theory okay yeah yeah yeah. but he went through more time under the mountain than Feyre and then watched the love of his life be tormented by True. someone that was also tormenting him so he's also going through something and the way that he this is embodied or way this is enacted in the book is he's like super protective over Feyre. So mm-hmm. he wants to protect her in ways that she feels like, no, no, I saved your ass. Also the whole world. And and now I'm not super high Fey mm-hmm. with all these powers that I don't know how to control and you won't teach me anything about. You won't tell me about the world I'm living in. You won't teach me anything about these powers. You just want to keep like me in the She's like eternal. Box. She's like immortal mm-hmm. now. Yeah. She's like, I'm not... Yeah, I was not. I it, get it. Made it. Me I get like what you're cringy. Yeah, I I didn't feel like this in the moment when I was reading it. I hated the way he treated Feyre. But as as I was reading like what other people said about it and other people's reviews on Goodreads, it was like, okay, Team Tamlin fell quick. Like Team Tamlin's yeah. 
fans weren't real fans because as I am the oldest daughter in my family and the mm-hmm. oldest grandchild on both sides of my family, I have control issues. I will readily admit that. The second I feel as though someone is trying to tell me what to do, the way it wells up in I mean, my mm-hmm. husband can have an opinion on my life and I it's taken 15 years of marriage for me to be like, oh, it, if I ask for his opinion and he gives it, that's not being controlling. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting what – like I'm, I don't handle control very well mm-hmm. at all. So reading him being controlling, I was immediately off Team Tamlin. But Same. I do understand yeah. there's no counselors in Prithian. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have access to therapy. He doesn't handle it well. I feel like everyone also on Tamlin's team that are around him are – uncomfortable with the way he's treating Feyre. Yeah, everyone's uncomfortable. No one's telling him, mm-hmm. yo, dude. Including Lucian. I mean, I feel like he's... I feel like Lucian is the most... He has the he's biggest voice. The best. He's mm-hmm. he's Tamlin's best friend. Yeah. They've been through it together. Mm-hmm. But he's not... No one is just... I, I guess some people are trying to say, you need to teach her how to use her powers. Like, you got to stop. You're going to lose her. He just wants to protect her. But he wants to protect he her. He wants to have, like, that role. At all costs. Because the patriarch. Yeah. So, but also, while this is all going on, Fair is also being spirited away to the night court to visit with Recent. Yeah, because she has to go see him once a week or whatever. Once a month. Once a month. Once mm-hmm. a month. I think it's He's something like that. He's teaching her how to read. He's teaching her to read. She like, knows how to read. things that aren't, like, sexy, and she's pissed Oh, but it, it is. But also, like, <laughs> the slow burn with what's happening here. And you kind of see it's turning into an enemies he, to lovers. Yeah. Cause Reese is not at all protective. He's like, mm-hmm. what do you want to learn? What do you want to learn? Fight? Teach you whatever. Mm-hmm. He's taking her to the night court, which she's been told is this terrifying place. Doesn't seem so scary. Mm-hmm. That little tattoo connection they have is kicking it in and they can kind of mind read each other and talk to each other mm-hmm. wherever she is through their minds. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so in this book, we're introduced to the night court. A little place called Valeris, Mm -hmm. which is magical, and the Court of Nightmares. These are all encompassed in the Night Court, I think. Is that correct? Well, yeah, Court of Nightmares is part of the Night Court. The Night Court is like the whole land. Valeris is like the city within it. Mm -hmm. Court of Nightmares is a little separate. It's like his court, like his castle, basically. So this is when we start seeing Tamlin the Tortured Soul. Mm -hmm. As Feyre is separated from Tamlin for a weekend, a month, or however long it is, he just turns into this, like, very broken and very sad man. You see his yeah. relationship with Feyre start fracturing. He doesn't talk to her as much. There's, like, v- I don't know that there's, like, any sex between them that we yeah, get to witness so. in this book. I don't wouldn't want to. It would be so sad. But he just turns very possessive, kind of abusive emotionally, and it ends up he locks Feyre, and I'm pretty sure this is the first time that Feyre exhibits any sign of power. Yeah. He locks her in the castle while he does something, while he, like, tries to see who's coming into the spring court to infiltrate it. And she gets so upset that mm-hmm. Reeson feels her, like, through the tattoo and comes rescues her. Or he, like, she yeah. like, so freaks out. She, this, this is on their wedding day. That he comes oh. in. Yeah. She's getting married to Talon. The whole spring court is super pumped about this. It's a big deal. 
She's about to walk down the aisle and she's thinking, I can't do this. I Mm -hmm. don't want to marry him, but I don't know what to do. And Reese picks up on that through their connection and he can winnow. Winnowing is a thing you'll need to know too. Winnowing is like time, not time travel, what am I trying to say? Um, Teleportation. Teleportation. He winnows into the wedding, snatches her up, winnows her back to the night court and Mm -hmm. she, to, to rescue her from that. And she stays with him at the night court. And this is when things get, this book is when it gets yeah. spicy. This is when you get the slowest slow burn. So much sexual tension between Reese. Isn't there a, and I learned this from TikTok amongst like a billion other things. There is a shared, a forced shared bed trope. Yeah. It's like, they oh, there's share only one bed. one bed. Yes. It's in like so many books. I must. Enemies to lovers trope, uh-huh. one bed in a tavern. But one bed in the tavern was like, I've read this before uh-huh. many times. So he re- so then she is staying with Reese in Valeris. And she- so she also learns a lot about the night court in this time that she has been snatched away from her wedding. And she's staying with Reese. Almost at first, it's he snatches her away and she's confused. And he's like, I just couldn't. I could feel... I knew what you were saying. I knew what you're doing. I couldn't let you go through with it. And she's like, yeah, I just need, I need space from it. I need space from Tamlin. I need to sort out how I feel. And he gives Mm -hmm. her that space. Mm -hmm. But they definitely start, enemies to lovers is full blown. I wouldn't even call it lovers at this point. It is like Mm -hmm. sexual attraction, straight sexual attraction. Yeah. There's. I went so quickly from loving Tamlin to like Get the fuck yes. away from Feyre. From Feyre. Don't touch her. Like from page I mean, he, to page. I'm like get out of. He place. goes. He goes from just uh-huh. I'm traumatized and feeling possessive to I'm. This is a scary, unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. I can understand why he got there, but it's a scary, unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she. This is when it all goes down between Reese and Feyre. When one of the things she introduced, he introduces her to is that the night court has this hidden city called Valeris. And she's been told the night court is this awful place, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out Reese has a whole hidden city that he's put these magical wards over so no one knows it exists. He loved his people so much mm-hmm. that he has he, never said anything about this. No, he, all of them live in this mm-hmm. city. To protect his people. That's yep. what a good high High Lord, Lord does. does. And yeah. he plays Tamlin. the part of a bad guy because it keeps people from mm-hmm. interacting with the night court, wanting to go to the night court. Like everyone thinks he's this bad guy. Mm-hmm. So we just like let them do their own thing. Yeah. Because the court of nightmares is almost like the public facing version of the night court. And it is, he doesn't like going there. It is very creepy. Mm-hmm. That's the public facing version of it. So she gets to see Valeris. She also meets the whole night court crew. She meets <gasps> Amran. She meets Amran. More. More. Cassian, Cassian is my Cassian. favorite character, hands down, in this yes. whole series. Cassian is it for me. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. She meets Cassian. Asriel. So he's got all – she's like, oh, my God, you have this group of BFFs. I love all of them. They're all cool. They all think Reese is the best. So she's mm-hmm. seeing this whole different side to Reese. They also have this – because they have this mind connection – he and she's like, mm, he's kind of cute. Oh, he's kind of hot. He's picking up on all of it. Vice versa. 
everyone here, everyone who's listening to this knows the night court scene. She does have to go to the night court with them. Mm-hmm. Because there's all these political games going on, too, at the same time. You're learning that there is still a very bad threat to Prithian. Basically, Highburn, the king we talked about before, who had tried to enslave humans, wants that to happen again. He wants to come back to yeah. Prithian and take it over and be like the High Lord King of them all mm-hmm. and enslave all the humans, break down the wall. So there's a lot of political games going on too where they're trying to avoid this war. And you're learning, she's learning that everything Reese is doing, everything he's played is to protect his people from this threat of Highburn. And Reese is more geographically in the mix than the spring yeah. court the spring court i it just seemed like tamlin didn't have as much to gain or to lose by being involved in this he was further on the outskirts he was bordering the wall but he's out in la la land just playing yeah. around is kind of what it feels <laughs> it does it just doesn't feel like he has a lot of whereas reese is like investment. i have to protect my whole city hidden city mm-hmm. He's got all his friends doing it with him. Yeah. They are, also in the night court, are the Illyrian warriors. Hmm. The Bat Boys. Mm-hmm. They are this group of famous warriors who train up in the mountains. Reese's Illyrian? Half Illyrian? I think he, yeah, he's, yeah. Half One Illyrian. of them. Um, Cassian's Illyrian. Mm-hmm. A- anyway, they... There's this group of warriors up there, and so they're also training all of them in case they need to go to war. There's just a lot going on that Reese is heavily involved in trying mm. to solve this giant problem of Highburn. Uh, and in the midst of that, we also meet a character, another one of probably my, what am I saying, our third favorite character now, the Surreal. <laughs> oh. We meet the Surreal, uh-huh. which is this magical creature. I wouldn't say that the Surreal is one of my favorite characters. I love the Surreal. But so important to the story. So I am obsessed with the surreal. So just a quick pause in case you're thinking everything you said about world building is untrue because that all you of don't this like sounds it. very confusing. <laughs> this series, if you, if, if you are like an inkling interested, read I it. swear to God. It, read it. There are some details that I just read past because it wasn't interesting to me and the story was still so good. It's so good. I highly encourage you to keep going. So the Surreal is a magical, creepy, bony-looking character in a black cloak who just roams around the woods, likes to eat meat. And if you catch him, he can kill you. But if you catch him, he has to tell you the truth to, like, one of your questions, like, mm-hmm. to whatever questions you ask him. All of these are so specific. I know, it is. But they make sense. They all fit together. That's yeah. They fit together nicely. Uh-huh. So... She, a few times now, has, like, caught the Surreal and asked him questions. And that's just, like, a very important character in all of this. One of the reasons is Reese and her, you know, they have a one-bed trope scene. Mm -hmm. They're a little hot and heavy in the night court, or at the Court of Nightmares one night. And she, he gets, he's, like, winnowing her somewhere and gets shot down by a poison arrow. And... She goes to catch the cereal to figure out what the cure is for the poison arrow. Mm-hmm. And the cereal lets her know he's your mate. Now, a mate in this world is Good. your person. Like, mm-hmm. not every fae has a mate. It's very rare. Although the, everyone seems to have a mate in this book. Right. But the cereal is Except like. For yeah. Cereal <laughs> is like. Unmated. Reese is your mate. She's mad at Reese for not telling her. And he knows. 
he knows. He's known this whole time. That's the oh shit moment in the yeah. when she becomes high fay at the end of the first book, and he has an oh shit moment on his face, and he disappears. It's because he knew the second he saw her, it hit. You're mm-hmm. my mate, and I don't know what to do about it because you got to go marry Tamlin. So then you get into kind of all the political stuff, right? Like what's going on to avoid the war. I I thought that was interesting. Yeah, the the characters that we meet the bone carver. Meet the bone carver. There is a jail okay. that keeps these like the worst crazy ancient creatures. Yeah. yeah, that have been captured and. Feyre is allowed in, but it's still scary. I feel like every time she feels like it's a dangerous place to be. Place to be. But she meets this monster called the Bone Carver, who I don't appears to each person differently. Yeah, you see a you see him appear to everyone sees him differently. Mm -hmm. So Feyre sees the Bone Carver as a young boy. And he shows up in the in different books. Like mm-hmm. he's a constant he's impo- character. He's important. He gets real. He, I don't, I, that's why I hate doing this book by book. Yeah, but, okay. he's important in all the books. He's important in all the books. But I feel like you you grow to yeah. like him. Yeah. You also learn why Tam and Reese oh, kind of yeah. don't like each other. I think it was during the big human fae war. Tam's family killed Reese's mother and sister. So Reese's father killed all of Tamlin's family. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of history there that you learn in this book. Nesta and Elaine, who are Feyre's sisters, also come back into play. Because the the K- King Highburn is trying to take down the human wall. It's very dangerous for humans, so she goes back. about that. There's a lot with the human world that's mm-hmm. brought back. So, yeah. So Feyre has her family that Tamlin has been taking care of. Do they know where Farah is? Do you remember? I don't remember if they know or not. Okay. I know she goes back at some point, but she is obviously a fae. Yeah. And they're upset. Like, uh, she's trying to hide her ears, and there's, like, a some yeah. spell put on her so okay. they don't look like she has those fae yeah. ears. But they – so there's all this stuff – all the political stuff going on is basically that – there's a magical cauldron in this world. <laughs> the cauldron, as I was typing this part out, I'm like, and then there's this fucking cauldron. magical cauldron. <laughs> that somehow created the earth, right? Yes. And it's after it has all this power, and so they broke it into pieces. There's like the cauldron, the foot of the cauldron, and there's a book that tells you how to use it. And they're all <laughs> separated because no one person should have all the powers of the cauldron. And Highburn is like, if I get the cauldron, I can use it to break down the wall between humans and Fae, and we're going to go to war. So he's been can like, I read what I wrote as I'm like remembering all of this. You're giving me more detail than I thought I had in my head. I said, Pharaoh must sneak into Highburn and say something to a cauldron to stop the king of Highburn from getting all of these magic items he's been collecting. And that's it in a nutshell. Again, I'm astonished. I love this book so much. Absolutely astonished. But in the midst of this, there's a scene where Highburn has kidnapped Nesta and Elaine, Pharaoh's mm-hmm. sisters, and he is. There's also, like, human queens. Remember the queens? Mm-hmm. So he's basically trying to get these kind of human queens on his side. And he promises them they can be young forever. He's just going to, like, dunk them in the cauldron. So he gets Feyre's sisters to prove that he can just, like, dunk them in the mm-hmm. cauldron and turn them into Fey. So he does it. They all go in the cauldron. They come out as Fey. It's not great. You also randomly learn Elaine is Lucian's mate. Do you remember this in the book? 
this is not yes there's so much i read this in one minute because i couldn't put it down Mm -hmm. and there's so much in this book it was my favorite one but there's so much that's how the book ends with basically there's gonna be this war hybrid has the cauldron nesta and elaine are now faye Feyre helps them all escape out of that situation, but the problem's not solved. Like, Hybern right. still has the cauldron. This is bad. And her sisters, at this point, I you kind of hate. Oh, yeah. One of them seems like a complete bitch, and mm-hmm. one of them seems too frail and whiny. That's the yeah. vibe I got. Yeah. Anyway, that's book two. That's book two. It changes. All of it changes. Except for frail and whiny. So. It's the same. Next book is A Court of Wings and Ruin. <laughs> this is the longest episode. Akawar. Akawar. <laughs> I love the acronyms. Uh-huh. Akatar, Akawar, Akamath. We've got a lot going on. So we've got all these acronyms. So we have Feyre. At the end of the book, Feyre goes back to the spring court with Tamlin. Remember this? No. So she is like, I have to go back. Mm -hmm. You get vibes that, oh, Tamlin was helping Hyburn at the Mm -hmm. end of the book. And. Oh my God, I totally forgot this. At the end of book two, Tamlin is helping Hyburn. And you're like, Mm -hmm. what the heck? I didn't think you were that bad of a guy. Uh And. He's got PTSD. I know. Reese is like, okay, you go back with, or they they like come up with this plan you're going to go back. You're going to pretend that you've just been playing a game. You don't really love me. She's mm-hmm. the, she is now deemed, they basically have this wedding ceremony, he and, her and Reese, where she's now the high lady of yeah. the night court. They're in it. But he's like, go back, pretend it's all been a scam, pretend you're back with Tamlin, fool him, and get some gossip. We're going to get some gossip out of Tamlin. We're going to figure out what's going on with Highburn. He's the closest to the wall. We're going to get it. So she is back with Tamlin in the spring court. She's pretending that Tamlin has rescued her from the night court, and no one there knows that she's a high lady. She's the high lady of the night court, and no one in spring court knows it. She's trying to get the scoop on why Tam sold them out. Oh, and there's Ayan. I don't know if that's how you say it. There's this priestess named Ayan who has been helping Tamlin living at the spring court. Also, she like sexually assaulted yeah lucian which is never resolved no no she's bad mm-hmm. um what she does learn i've already mentioned this but Feyre learns that hybern is going to use the cauldron to collapse the wall and that's no bueno this whole time she and lucian are really they were always friends and had a great friendship but in this book lucian is really starting to kind of side with Feyre, understand mm-hmm. her point of view, think Tam is not doing the right thing. Tamlin is obviously, to everyone that is around him, is mm-hmm. on some spiral. He's spiraling. He's, uh-huh. It's not going well. There is a lot going on. Yeah, he's Tamlin's not doing good. I think there's a lot that goes on here with Ianth, mm-hmm. however you say her name. I think this is where she catches her. Feyre catches her assaulting Lucian or something like that and breaks her hand, remember? Yes. And you're starting to see, they realize, Lucian realizes, oh, you've learned how to use your powers. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you've been taught yeah. in the night court. And when all this goes down, Lucian and Feyre actually leave for the night court. She's like, we're piecing out of here. Mm-hmm. Nesta and Elaine are there. 
and they're in rough shape. It's they're not dealing with their trauma. Oh, because they're Faye now. Because they're Faye now. Yeah. Nesta is the most angry person you've ever met in your life. Won't talk to anyone. Won't do anything. It's like another enemy's wall. Don't get into that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Elaine is like dejected and sad and doesn't talk to anyone, but she just gardens all day, which is a much healthier way to handle your trauma. Mm-hmm. Nesta is like drinking her way out of it and won't talk to anyone. Okay. I forgot about that. She was like living in the slums. Yeah. Of- yeah. Okay. So they do realize, and I can't remember why, they realize the sisters, Elaine and Nesta, have to help them fix the wall. So there's all these, because the wall, they're kind of using this. the power of the cauldron to break down the wall. And there's all these holes in the wall, mm-hmm. and they need Nesta and Elaine to help fix it. But I can't remember why. Mm-hmm. So this is where you start to learn. It seemed as though Tamlin is on Highburn's side this whole time, and you really hate him. Mm-hmm. But then he saves Feyre from... He's like double-crossed Highburn. Yeah. he. You're starting to realize that, yeah, he's double-crossing Highburn. Mm-hmm. And he I kind of has his own reasons. went back to Team Tamlin. Yeah. Tamlin... Rem- I feel like he remains a sad character. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forgot that he had had that kind of redeem, redemptive moment. He has a redemptive arc for sure. Uh-huh. At this point, there are three things going on that feel important to note. So do you remember the three monsters? And I can't remember. Oh. Two of them are siblings. So there's... The Weaver and the Bone Carver? The Weaver and the Bone Carver okay. are siblings. I don't think Briaxis is a sibling but i can't i can't remember for sure mm-hmm. but there's these three monsters the they're all from other well i think the briaxis is a creature from the court of nightmares but the bone carver and the weaver are siblings who fell into this world from mm-hmm. another dimension world whatever and they're just really powerful but they're either limited or held captive in some way right now they all play different roles in this book, so just, like, sit tight for them. Are, but so are Briaxis and the Bone Carver in the Court of Nightmares as prisoners, and the Weaver is imprisoned in a different way? But yeah, in, in she's, house like, in, in the, the house in the woods. Mm-hmm. Briaxis is in the li- bottom of the library. Oh, that's right. Okay, And I the Bone that. Carver's in the prison. Okay. Right. Yeah, so during this part of the story, they're kind of all meeting the monsters, interacting with them in several ways, learning more about them. So that's important. Another thing that's important is that you learn more about Jurian and his lover, Miriam. So during the first war, Miriam, who is half fae and half human, oh. big deal. Uh-huh. She leaves Jurian to run away with Dracon, who is a fae prince. They're the ones who went and lived on that island. I was talking about like this magical hidden island where... Oh, that has a glamour on it. Yeah. That and makes it invisible. Where fae and humans just mm-hmm. can get along and it's all well and good. Mm-hmm. So they're going to come back into play too. Another thing, Feyre's father... Now a rich-ass mer- merchant because Tamlin made him wealthy again. Oh, that was nice. I know. It's nice of him. But I, when this came back in the book, I was like, wait, what? Because he is so out? sad in the first book. Mm-hmm. Like his existence is, it just, they, they don't depict it in a They're way super that. super poor. And, mm-hmm. and the kid, like the girls also don't seem to, I mean, they love their father, but respect is a different I don't, yeah. you can't tell if they do or do mm-hmm. not, but they, they do feel fondly for him. Yep. And then the fourth important thing is that the serial tells Feyre that Nesta is the one that's going to have to nullify the cauldron. And then the serial dies. And it's 
so sad. I know you said you didn't love the like feel a connection to the cereal. It's like yeah. Dobby. Mm-hmm. So that to me, it was. It's not as sad as Dobby. It isn't it that sad. Sure, but. but it reminded me of that where it's this kind of minorish character that I mm-hmm. had just grown to really enjoy any interaction she had with the yeah. cereal, and the cereal was there for all of their these big moments mm-hmm. in the book, and then yeah, the cereal dies. Have you ever looked up fan art for the cereal? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh yes. Somebody had made T-shirts like Halloween T-shirts with the cereal. In my so that's it's something that that's not how I saw the cereal. Oh, what did you see? Another character from The Nightman Cometh? The troll? <laughs> the troll? <laughs> kind of. Like a tiny little... Danny DeVito? Like, like a little man that's wide. Oh, no. He's like but, the Grim Reaper looking... But he's little, bony. right? No. Okay, well, from the fan cast... Not the fan cast, but the fan art that I saw... I, I'm on the same page now as the rest of okay. you, you know, the you universe. Know yeah. So back to the plot. Everyone is trying to find the cauldron. Everyone's trying to prevent war. But all of a sudden, there's this wave of power that passes over the land. And that means the cauldron is back in action. They have to get to Highburn before shit gets really bad. So there's throughout, there's this like lead up to a big battle and during the battle. Basically, everyone who they thought wasn't going to help them ends up helping them. In particular, the Bone Carver, Briaxis. I have no idea if that's how you say Briaxis. No, that's a really good pronunciation. And the Weaver. They all join the battle. Tamlin comes back. Feyre's father and Dracon, Miriam's Faye BF, they all bring ships to fight against Highburn. So everyone's just showing up. The Illyrian warriors are fighting. Did Tamlin show up or did he just show up to save Feyre? No, that was did in he... the, that was in Highburn's like war camp that he saved Feyre. Oh, okay. He shows up and helps fight. And then all of a sudden you, you feel hopeful because everyone's showing up and helping. And then all of a sudden everyone's either dying or almost dying. It kind of turned fast for me. It did. So, well, the monsters are released. You hear screams. Yes. I feel I like the, love that. the chapter changed. It was like things are going really uh-huh. bad now again. Uh-huh. Like, wait, what? Yeah. What else is there? Yeah. You keep thinking that. Mm-hmm. And so Feyre's dad is killed. Cassian is almost dead. A bunch of Illyrian soldiers die. Elaine stabs Highburn, so the god they were fighting is dead. But wait, there's still the cauldron to deal with. And mm-hmm. Highburn's armies are still winning. When when Highburn gets stabbed, I'm like, great, it's yeah. done. But I guess it makes sense. I mean, what do I know about war? But Nothing. It's not Same. like everyone knows he's been stabbed, right. so his armies are still winning. So now they have to destroy the cauldron to mm-hmm. win. There's this whole thing with Amran and spells, and the cauldron ends up shattered, which is apparently very bad. It means they they destroy the armies, but now this cauldron has this giant fissure in it. I still can't wrap my head around the cauldron, but yeah, it is what it is. It's broken, and there's this fissure in it that's growing, and it's going to destroy the world. And Reese tells Feyre she needs to remake the cauldron. She has to fix it. Pharaoh's like, I'm too tired. I don't have enough power. And oh, my Reese, God. I don't remember any of that. Reese says, you can use my power. And they hold hands and they, like, fix the cauldron. And they're so tired. And then she turns on and Reese is dead. And 
I mean, surprise, it kills Reese. And you have to pretend for 10 seconds that (laughs) that's going to be the end. Even though somehow all the High Lords are there fighting against Highburn so they can Mm -hmm. resurrect him just like they did Feyre. Which they keep saying is a very, like, they never do it. And it's uncommon. They just keep doing it. They just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And I also, I mean, as, as I mentioned in this podcast five million times, I love Game of Thrones. The books and the series that one, when people die, they die. And he will off your favorite character. They're not going to kill Reese. Like, Sarah J. Moss ain't going to kill Reese. So you pretend that it's not going to happen, but then it happens. Then there, then Feyre asks Miriam and Dracon to hide the cauldron on their island. She's like, we have to have a new treaty. They all go back to Valeris. And that's that one. It's very – this one is super political, super war Heavy. War heavy. Like, I feel like a lot of that happened at the very end. Yeah. And- as a speed reader, I'm just trying to figure out who, what? like, lives what? and dies what? and, like, what happens. And then in the midst of all that, I miss what happens. Yeah. And sometimes who lived or died. You do get – one thing you get a glimpse of is Nesta clearly cared very much when Cassian almost died. So, yeah. Little – Which that, like, leads you into the last book that we have to deal yes. with. Not the next one, but the very last one. Yep. Then we get to A Court of Frost and Starlight. Which, when I caught this book, so there's this funny, I'm trying to even remember, if if I can find it, I will post the name on our TikTok, but it was talking about, like, people that buy all the books, like, in a series after you read the first one. It's like, the trust you have in this author is unbelievable. And I'm like, no, that's me. Like, I'm- You do. You buy all the books. I'm trusting if I'm going to pay $15- to $25 on the first book I'm I'm gonna love the rest of them <laughs> but when this book came in the mail I was like oh there's another one mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. come to me tomorrow and it was like 10 pages long I know it's not a long one well guess Miss Moss you can go get the fuck out so then we've got Court of Frost and Starlight so this book starts on winter solstice which is like Christmas I want to celebrate winter solstice Oh, I did, we, we do. We do we solstice. Did. Yeah, we did it last year. We had a Yule log and we burned it. I invited you. Did I come? No, no one came. It was just our family. And we oh, made, um, like, we burned, like, if there was something you wanted to let go of from the past year, we, like, I wrote it down come. and burned it. No, no one did. I had so much to We had burn. a huge Yule log. We, like, oh. made little Yule things. It was fun. Okay, I'm coming this year. It's the longest night of the this year. so unneighborly of me. I'm <laughs> so sorry. I'm going to ride it this year. I can't remember. There's a reason no one – because it's very unlike our neighborhood for no one to show up. There was, like, a reason. It was fun. So it starts with summer or winter solstice. In the in Prithian, this is, like, Christmas. I loved this part. Mm-hmm. And I said that it gave me very little women vibes. Ooh, Everything – they, like, are decorating mm-hmm. the – their house in Valeris. They all live together also. These, like, wonderful, delightful group of BFFs all kind of live in the same place. They have all these traditions, these Christmassy traditions you learn about. In your head, did you have what the place they lived, did it remind you of anything else in literature? Young adult literature? I don't know. Magical world? I don't know. I mean, I felt... Remember that the house where everyone lived in harry potter that's probably it i was thinking that's what, the whole time i have a very vivid mm-hmm. image of what this house looks like actually i'm realizing i could probably map out the rooms in my head like where i think all the rooms are and stuff i have a very vivid image of this 
Valeris, I want to go to there. I know. It mm-hmm. sounds magical. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I loved this. After all of the political stuff in the last book, mm-hmm. this book is... It was a nice reprieve. It's like a break where you... They're building all of these relationships between the people. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, they're all buying gifts. There's all these scenes of them trying to pick out gifts for each other. Where Cassian is trying to buy a gift for Nesta. Hint, hint of what's going on there. Um, it's just, it's what I remember most about the book. is just they're preparing for solstice. And learn, you're learning all the tra- their little family traditions and all of these things. But there's a lot going on in the Illyrian camps as well. The Illyrian leaders... So the Illyrian war camps are up in these mountains, and that's where they all train. There's a lot you learn about, like, when you read the books about Illyrian training. Surprise, surprise, these macho men are being sexist, and they won't let the Illyrian women participate in training. So they're also, like, generally just angsty about tons of shit. And so Reese is very stressed about what's going on in the Illyrian war camps. He is also just stressed in general about what's going on with Tamlin and the spring court. They can't quite – I feel like they can't quite figure out, like, what he's – doing what he's playing what's his game i think yeah like he it seems to their their spies that he's doing nothing he's just by himself there yeah in a castle depressed so reese goes back to the spring court it's the closest to the now destroyed wall it's he goes there and it's completely abandoned except for sad tamlin who to be fair has lost his fiance his best friend all to reese who killed his family or his father killed his family Mm. he has no army he's like i can't defend this court and reese offers to help him but tam just when you're like oh i feel kind of bad for him that does all suck and reese is like yo dude i'll help you out i'll help you defend this it's the right thing to do for all of prithian tam is a prideful son of a bitch and is like no i don't want your help and reese is like well get what you get i'm not (laughs) i don't care then and pieces out uh, he goes back to Solstice, and there's actually this cute scene where he feels bad. He's like, okay, I shouldn't have acted like that. Mm-hmm. And is like, I mean, y'all mess up sometimes, and what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And then they have this snowball fight. I, do you remember this? No. You don't remember the snowball fight? No. So they basically say, all right, Cassian, like all the dudes, Asriel oh. and Reese. Oh, it's like a tradition. We, our tradition is every yes. solstice, we have this giant snowball fight. Yes. And then we all like go crash in this. We drink a ton. Mm-hmm. We get drunk, have a snowball fight, and we all go like crash in this cabin. Yes. And I just remember thinking. The family cabin. The family cabin. Yeah. There's like this family cabin, mm-hmm. which is very important. There's a family cabin up in the woods, mm-hmm. in the mountains. It is... This is when I fell in love with the Night Court crew. That this scene, and then I think it's in—I think it's in the second book where they're trying to steal the. So when they're trying to like find all the pieces of the cauldron, like the book that controls the cauldron, the feet of the cauldron, all this mm-hmm. stuff, they're trying to get to all of those things before Highburn does. Do you remember when they steal the book? And Feyre gets into, like, a shitty situation. But then Asriel and Cassian come save her. Mm-hmm. And they, like, land on the ice. They yes. crack. There's this scene where you're yes. like, oh, I love these guys. This is the other scene that I'm like, I love this friend group mm-hmm. with my – I've never loved a friend group in a book series more than I love the Night Court crew. <laughs> this little cabin they talk about is how I modeled my house last Christmas. <laughs> Without, like, the weird – drawings that yeah draw over the walls yeah it is but i it sounds so cozy and that this book is a cozy book it is it's a cozy wintry mm-hmm. 
delight like man how fun if your if your christmas tradition was my friends and i get drunk and have a snowball fight (laughs) every christmas we have to do it and we destroy my heirloom house it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if there's a war going on we have to have the snowball fight Mm -hmm. so that all happens you're also in this book getting a glimpse a little sliver Mm -hmm. of what is to come with nesta and cassian you don't know you're not prepared you're not prepared for what you're about i'm still not prepared in your brains (laughs) what what developed in my mind was unlike anything i'd ever thought would develop in my mind yeah so court of court of frost and starlight to me felt like a warm winter hug Mm -hmm. court of silver flames feels like my cheeks were red the whole time from I have nothing even to compare Ooh, this it spice was spice level ghost peppers Ooh. it's like yeah it's spicy mm-hmm. it's spicy I, I think you were behind me reading and I was mm-hmm. reading this book before you and everyone in our friend circle knows about these books have made fun of us kind of for these books oh, yeah. And when I got to this one, I'm like, y'all don't even know. You, you thought know. your funny passages you read from the first book right, were spicy? Mm-mm. Yeah, get ready. So this is told from the perspectives of Nesta and Cassian. Cassian is my favorite character in this series, I will say. Hands down, Cassian is my it favorite. T- it wasn't until this book that he was my favorite. I would have I said Reese. I think I would have said Reese, but then I feel like in this book, you're seeing the whole friend circle, seeing everything that we've been reading from Farrah's point of view, now from Nesta's point of view. I dislike Farrah and Reese a little bit. Yeah, because Nesta and Cassian are so great. And you end up liking, so I didn't like Nesta that much. Yeah. But I end up loving her. I love Cassian Mm -hmm. from the beginning. Nesta, I end up liking in this one. Yeah. So, yeah, so from the perspective of Nesta and Cassian, it starts with Nesta wilding out. And I actually think this is her reaction to all the trauma is probably the most reasonable, like the one that most people would do. She's just, yeah, she's going, she's going. I couldn't remember if this part with her like sleeping with randos and yeah. drinking all night. Yeah. So it's, gross it kind of starts because she, not only is she going out and drinking all night, Sleeping with dudes left and right, which no slut shaming here at all, but not a healthy trauma response, probably. Mm-hmm. And she's getting like shoisted in the bars, but she's putting it all on Favor's tab. She's basically like, my sister's <laughs> the high lord, just our high lady, just charge it to her. So Favor gets pissed about that, fair enough, and decides, she's like, Nesta, you, they have a come to Jesus meeting. You either shape up or ship out. And she she's going to send her back to the human lands if she doesn't get it together so Nesta knows she can't do that the way she starts to deal with it she moves to the house of the wind which is where all the crew is or maybe it's just Nesta I can't remember all the houses everyone lives in but Mm -hmm. the crew all kind of hangs out there lives there and she begins to work in the library we talked about Briaxis in the library yeah I forgot that she was the one that the library seems knew him super cool to me Mm -hmm. even the fact women that work at it called I can't remember what they call them but the library is it's pro- yeah. it's like protected by magic and yeah. it's all these w- females they say, they call everyone females and males in the book which ups- I can't upsetting. say it out loud I, yeah but all, all these women that have been traumatized in some yes. capacity they all live there and they're like protected it was a good spot for Nesta yeah for good, sure good for Farah for coming up with that whoever. so and she 
makes friends there with Gwen, who's an Illyrian mm-hmm. female. Or Gwen is a priestess named, yeah. Gwen the priestess and then an Illyrian female named Emery. And they both just had it rough and they all kind of bond over that. So she, I don't remember why she has to train, but they tell her she has to, oh, learn to use her powers, right? Is that what it is? I think so. She has to learn to train and learn to use her powers. And she's like, nah, dog, I just wanted to drink and listen to music and go, you know, like go, go hog wild. I want none of this to happen yeah. to me. So, and guess who's going to train her? Cassian. She starts to embrace it. She starts to like it. And then she says, you know what? I think the other girls in the library would also like this. So they start coming and training with her. And in this, do you remember the crazy, she starts. The stairs. Yeah. There's like 10,000 steps in the House of Wind. So that's the only way to get out of the House of Wind without someone spiriting you away or whatever it's called. Winnowing. Winnowing you out. So everyone has to winnow out or. And she can't winnow. She can't winnow, and she would have to That's call Cassian or, or Reese yeah. to winnow her. And That's what it is. So she was like, well, I'm going to go down the stairs mm-hmm. and practically dies. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of her, like, goal. It's like that is her course to freedom is to make it down these stairs. Yeah, she's trying to make mm-hmm. it down and up or up yeah. and down or something. And I'm, I saw someone on TikTok who's like, the Nesta Challenge, try to do 10,000 stairs. I got on the Stairmaster at the Y and thought, that sounds like a fun challenge. You did a yeah. Nesta challenge. I know at I didn't the y. do it. It was like this would take me twenty years to get to this challenge. I think I did ten minutes on the stairs. <laughs> the stairs are brutal. They're hard. They're I love doing them, but Nesta, we not have girl. That seems really hard. So her friends, Nesta Gwen and Emery, they become closer in this book. They decide they're gonna learn about the ways of the Valkyrie, who are this ancient group of female warriors, and they're been they're the three of them are going to become this, like, badass Illyrian Valkyrie girls. Um, Cassian and Azriel actually set up an obstacle course that's, like, a blood rite. Um, the blood rite in Illyrian lore oh, is they, like, drop you off in a mountain and you have to, like, fight against each other or something. You can't use magic. You can't use magic. You have to get out. Mm-hmm. And so they are actually, they were going to do an obstacle course as a blood rite, but they're kidnapped and dropped into the blood rite. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to fight their way out, which they do. But meanwhile, everything is still somehow on the brink of war, which I don't really understand. And they find they realize that there's three magical items that will tip the balance or, I don't know, solve mm-hmm. all their problems. And they were made by the cauldron, just like Nesta was made by the cauldron. So she and these items had the same vibe. Mm-hmm. They're on the same frequency. So yeah. she goes on this mission to find the mask... The harp and the crown. There's like a lot that goes on here. The cr- the crown is under possession of like a crone is what they call it. Like an old witch lady. Oh, yeah. And they try to force Cassian to kill Nesta. Nesta's powers destroy the crone. And then in, in the background of all of this, Favor's pregnant. Do you remember the... She, so she learned she's pregnant with an Illyrian baby. Can you tell everyone why she's pregnant with an Illyrian baby? Because she was impregnated while Reese was in Illyrian form. Yeah, they were they were basically <laughs> role playing, and he was in Illyrian because he can change forms. Uh-huh. So they're doing the deed, and he morphs into Illyrian because it's what she likes. And then <laughs> now she's pregnant with an Illyrian baby, with which wings a normal out of her vagina can't give birth to. No. And they're like, "You're gonna die. You can't like." 
Faye, who are impregnated by Illyrians, die mm-hmm. 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's all happening in the background, which I cackled that that was the plot line of her getting pregnant. But in this and book, almost dying. in the background, too, like Nesta and this group of women that are training, you have Feyre who's decorating a house and pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it it does like it was a quick turnaround for me. Yeah. Like, oh, Fair is a badass. She's protected her family. She wants to hunt. She mm-hmm. wants to fight. To like, Fair in the background. Yeah, being almost a housewife. A oh, housewife, yeah. And you could see, and I'm, and I'm sure that Nesta, this wasn't the Fair she always saw. Yeah, but you just saw it in this book from her point of view, and I was like, Fair is lame in this yeah. one it wasn't just she's just so in the background it, yeah it, that she comes across yeah. as lame you know so all that's happening and nesta somehow finds all of these items and right as she does nesta and cassian are summoned to Feyre's house and she's dying in the midst of this awful childbirth and nesta uses the power of the harp crown and mask to save Feyre's life and Feyre and the child do survive. You learn more about Nesta's powers, kind of what they are, what the cauldron has bestowed upon her. Nesta's selfless act just really, you know, heals everything. <laughs> and Nesta and Cassian are now like they're sealed. A thing. It's well, they're mates. You remember he's calls her her mate. They're mated, okay. and she's like, "Don't say it, don't say it," or whatever. But mostly, what's happening in this book is that Nesta and Cassian are fucking, fucking. Like, I'm Nesta and Cassian are constantly doing mm-hmm. dirty deeds. Not even behind everyone's Lots back. Of, like, passive aggressiveness between the two of them. Uh-huh. Mainly Nesta, but so much sex. Where Reese and Pharaoh were slow burn, Nesta mm-hmm. and Cassian Mm-mm. are not a slow burn. <laughs> it is a dirty burn mm-hmm. and but they the slow burn is her actually loving him but all of yeah. that comes after you read pages and pages and pages and pages of and it's funny too as you read this whole series it starts out so mild like the first book you're like oh it's so spicy and then uh-huh. you get to this one and you're like <laughs> there is this funny tiktok god i wish i could like cite i think i saved this one so if i did i'm gonna post to the creator but i guess a court of mist and fury is being mm-hmm. banned. Stop somewhere, and this creator's like, Just. they're banning the wrong fucking book. <laughs> like, it's the wrong one. <laughs> also, are like kids high school libraries? Do they stock this? Oh, I don't know. Well, the first one I think was labeled young adult. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't care if my you know, teenage daughter read it or whatever. But mm-hmm. the last ones, you're like, oh, that is not young adult. That is not something a school library should have. I don't James know. James Dobson clutching his pearl. <laughs> All right. So that's, that's, that is our very long-winded summary of the entire Akatar series. If you have stuck around this long, kudos to you. So, yeah, we have some other discussion points, highlights, things of that nature to talk about. One of them, let's start off with the heavier one. Okay. One of them is... The what I love this series so much. Again, it's what got me back into reading, and I hadn't really thought too much about it at the time because, well, one, I'm reading this on a resort in Tulum. I'm just mm-hmm. not in the state of mind where I'm considering anything deeper than 
I love this book. But it does really lack a lot of representation. And especially I've noticed as we really intentionally diversify our bookshelf Mm -hmm. in both authors and characters, you notice it more for Mm -hmm. sure. And I don't think I noticed it the first time around. But when we listened on – when I listened on audiobook, it is something I noticed. I know it's being talked about. But I don't know if you noticed – if you're in the same boat where you didn't notice it. But looking back – So a lot of people have been fan casting Mm -hmm. uh, men of color, black men for Helion, for some of the the high lords. And I don't remember them being depicted like that in the book. So I was really happy to see that. I feel like the the roles that they cast them in Mm -hmm. are perfect. But yeah, I want to say that it was more glaring than it was now that you say that. Yeah. when it, I was reading yeah, it, you it just get so same. entrapped. And I think at the time I was looking for a break from real life, which is mm-hmm. pretty selfish. And I just wasn't noticing any yeah. like, problematic writing. Yeah. Well, and I, to be very frank and honest, and I think you should be able to critique the things you love. Like, mm-hmm. I think that is a very important yeah. part of the, these discussions. But I also think that we are very used to just reading all white books. I mean, it's just, it's the norm we grew up with. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up reading a lot of diverse books. I mean, I hope I'm getting better at seeing those things. Yeah, I think we notice it a lot more now. And I feel like TikTok, like the book community there has played a huge role in the, like what I look for in Mm -hmm. books and how important it is to diversify my bookshelf and the authors that are writing these books. I feel like Emily's conversation last week opened my eyes to authors that are what was the hashtag she was talking about i don't remember well authors that are telling the stories their stories their like stories. authors that are telling their stories in their voice mm-hmm. um and we talked a lot i mean you identified that from the taylor jenkins read book mm-hmm. and i didn't see that then yeah and when you even when you said it i was like eh. <laughs> yeah man i just love that book but it, I mean, it, it is problematic. And you see, yeah. like, real – like, people being really hurt yeah. or – I don't know. I, I like I, – I feel like I'm I'm getting better at identifying those things. Yeah. When I read this, I had not, like, come yeah, to that place. Yeah, I didn't really think about it. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that's that's my one – that's my critique of it is that there is – there isn't a lot of diversity in it. But, again, I do think it's important to be able to say, I loved this series and I enjoyed it. And then also at the same time be able to say – well, here's the problems. Yeah. It, you know. Do you feel like you've read more fantasy than I have, but all of the fantasy that I have read, I guess it being A Court of Thorns and Roses, the book we covered. Curse of Dark and Lonely. Curse of Dark and Lonely. And. You read Blood and Ash. Blood and Ash. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, is there incredible diversity in no. any of those that I'm Not that I can missing? remember off yeah. the top of my head, no. And I think if it's not obviously. Yeah. If I can't remember it, then. It's... Mm-hmm. There, I mean, there have been. I follow a lot of TikTokers who love fantasy, mm-hmm. and they've been, oh yeah, recommending a ton. I have of a whole series. bunch in my uh, mm-hmm. on hold at the library that I'm pretty excited about. But ooh, yeah, that'll be. We should. We, I'm saving some of them for winter season. The problem though with fantasy and doing this podcast is that they're all trilogies. Yeah, so you have to really commit. Mm-hmm. I think the fall season we probably well. Spoiler alert! I don't think we have any trilogy. I know. No, we don't. Series. So maybe winter season will bring back a few. But yeah, we'll I see. bought uh, Legendborn. 
I have that. Yeah, I, bought, I have, have that, read that from. I haven't yet, but I bought them at McKay's uh, okay. a while back. One time when we went, mm-hmm. I bought the series there. I think I got mine at McKay's too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Different trip. So speaking of TikTok, we are going to be doing a bracket we talked about earlier, I think, of who should play the characters because there is Hulu is remake or is making this into like a, a series or a, or a TV, TV show. show. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna be doing a bracket where you can vote on who is who should play which characters. And we were talking earlier, a lot of the people I envision playing the characters are TikTokers who cosplay. Mm-hmm. Like I have it in my head that some of them are that's Even who that is. When I so I was going through just some actresses that could play Feyre. Mm-hmm. And one of the actresses that someone else had cast as Nesta, which was off, looks just like that TikToker that, that we think mm-hmm, that we think should play. Should we say what's her name again? Imagine this life with me. Yes, is that yes, her name? that is exactly who I picture as Feyre. Mm-hmm. But yeah, do you do that where you see envision like a TikTok? Like, so she's been the only one, mm. the only, and I'm not my TikTok does not give me a lot of cosplay. Oh, that's where we're different. Probably because yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it gives me a lot of, it's a lot of book talk, but not fantasy book talk. Mm. And a lot of gay men talking about fantasy. Okay. Um, I wondered that because I think even when we were getting ready to do this podcast, I had all fantasy trilogies that I mm-hmm. had envisioned us doing, which is just hard to do. Yeah. And the books, you were like, oh, this is a great book talk book. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of, and it's just that our algorithms are very different. What book are you talking about? Just all, just all the trilogies, oh. like oh. Serpent and Dove, Blood and Nat. There's a oh, bunch out yeah. there that oh, we'll do all these trilogies, which is just impossible because there's so uh-huh. you have to commit so much time and energy. That's something we we struggle with because we do love fantasy books, yeah. and the really good ones are numerous Long books. Do you cover? One book a week? Do you cover right. them all in one week? Was what we try to do in the last or this season, and that was just really hard to commit to. We've got to record for three episodes. I know. And did we want our podcast at the end of the day? If you're reading books along with us, that's amazing and mm-hmm. awesome. Good for you. That's a lot of books to read. It's a lot, <laughs> and we want people to be able to look back on a season mm-hmm. or on our whole catalog of episodes and say, oh, I want to hear them talk about this because I read, I just read this yeah. book. And no one else I know has read it, which mm-hmm. is how we felt for so yes. long. Yes. We would read books that each other recommended. And then we always had this idea for a podcast. So we just never mm-hmm. talked to each other about it. Yeah. But that's kind of what we want. And does it make sense? I don't know. We also like this is something I love doing. Yeah. And does it matter if we have to work our asses off to get, I think three's the max though. Yeah. Trilogies are best. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could do maybe a trilogy a season or something like that. Yeah. Did you see the comment, the Sam Hewen comment? Mm-hmm. You did? Did you see it? So someone asked him in an interview, if you haven't heard this, someone asked Sam Hewen, who is Jamie Frazier in Outlander. So he was doing an interview and someone said, hey, you know, there's been rumors that you might be in a certain series that's being, oh, I think someone from Outlander who was like a producer or director or whatever mm-hmm. is also doing Akatar. 
And there's rumors that you might be in the series, in the Akatar series. And he just goes, well, we'll have to see or something along those lines. So now. Do they ask him about a specific character? No. Okay. But everyone is casting him as, everyone thinks he's going to be someone who I did not envision him as. Who did you? I thought I envisioned him as Lucian. Okay. And everyone keeps saying Tamlin. That man cannot play Tamlin. He cannot. I cannot not like him. Yeah. He is too likable to be Tamlin. Don't you think? Or am I wrong? Am I just crazy? Well, I wonder, like, would Tamlin be a big character in the show that would require a big name? Lucian is a steady character throughout the whole series. But are you casting for that? For, like, the first season? To me, Lucian is such a likable character Mm -hmm. that he could play him do you feel like him being mated with elaine put a damper on his character she's such a wet blanket <laughs> she is i was kind of bummed when he was mated with her i'm like yeah oh, i know I'm so sorry and Lucian. i think the assumption my assumption i know not everyone agrees with this but my assumption is that if they're mated they're gonna get together at some point but i know that not everyone thinks that people have put elaine with other people and this kind of just reminded me of this. So I say I'm not into fantasy multiple times throughout this time. And then you were like, but I love this series and that series. Well, hold your cocktail. Okay, I'm doing it. I did love Twilight. <laughs> I wouldn't even call that so, fantasy, though. I don't know. Okay, well, it was very fantastical for, you know, That's funny. early adult rage. But sh- <laughs> this is such a stupid book. Twilight. Not the one where you're talking about, but so in Twilight, I think it's the last book. What's the wolf character? You've got Edward and it's Taylor. What's his name? Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Edward and Jacob. Jacob. Okay. Jacob is mated or Mm -hmm. I forget what they call it. He imprints imprints on a baby. Yeah, he does. And I remember like reading that and be like, well, Stephanie well, Myers mean, can go fuck herself in this because book, this is crazy. In this book and in Twilight, it's technically 500-year-old men with 19-year-old girls. Oh, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> fuck the patriarchy, right? I mean, in fantasy world or in whatever, sci-fi, whatever you want to call it, in this world, you, as long as you look 25, you can get away with anything. You can be fi- mm-hmm. same with Twilight, right? He was... 200 years old but he was Jacob wasn't yeah Jacob wasn't I think that's one reason people were team Jacob but then he imprinted on a baby (laughs) so but I read a book where a person imprinted on a baby my standard I wasn't I'm an awful human I am slowly raising my standards and improving on myself but it's taking a lot like we read shit the baby's name was M- Renesmee. And the CGI baby was the fuggliest looking thing I've ever seen. That whole, I tried to get Josh to rewatch the movies with me <laughs> oh because I did not that long ago, like during COVID. I did too. And I'm like, this is it's, it's the just, most batshit thing. Uh-huh. It is so problematic on layers and layers and layers the of problems. Acting is terrible. It's also, he's, the story is doesn't make sense and it's not in chronological order there's no, lots of like sense. there's so many problems but man i can rewatch those movies pretty much I'm just i like, paid this is so i bad. remember going to the expensive theater when i was living no. in florida like that i think it was called cinebistro 
And a ticket was like $15. This was a while ago where $15 was very expensive. Mm-hmm. And you got like a nice chair. And then you had to buy like $25 worth of food. Mm-mm. I was a teacher. That was bougie. Friends. And I went with all my teaching friends. Like we all put down 50 bucks that night. <laughs> um, to go see Twilight. To go see Twilight. To what? Like to watch... God, that last movie, too, is so cringy to watch in a group. Oh. Like, oh, they're going to have sex for the first time, and he might destroy her. (laughs) She wakes up with bruises. Mm -hmm. He's like, I didn't want to hurt you. And she's like, no, it's okay. This is, Mm -mm. I would not like, like, my high school girl, I I don't have daughters. If my sons want to read smut or my daughter, (laughs) fine, whatever. But Twilight is where I would put my foot. I'd be like, no, this is too problematic. You cannot be thinking There's this nothing is redeemable the epitome of a relationship. Except for to laugh at you saying he wanted to imprint on a baby. That feels worth it to me. I'm glad I read it. It's to understand how funny so that is. It's so weird. It's so weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. But so anyway, when, when Lucian mated with elaine it was yeah. the same feeling like ew well i don't like i don't like the mating thing or imprinting thing mm-hmm. or whatever it is in all the books yeah where you're destined or forced to mm-hmm. be together i actually don't like that vibe i wish that wasn't a thing in any series yeah because it just well one so i guess this is something else i didn't like about the series is mm-hmm. that idea where oh there's one person out there and yeah Nothing they say or do matters. You're just going to – you're connected to them. And it feeds the – I don't know. Feeds the patriarchal bullshit, I think, a little bit. But it's less problematic in this because the dudes who are all, like, mating with people are nice guys. Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, oh, Reese is great. Cassian's great. Lucian's great. So it doesn't hit you as hard. But Uh I don't know. There was – so we had talked a little bit about the character more, which we have – this is the first time we brought her up in the whole – I think maybe we talked a little bit about her when we were chatting about the crew, the, the crew, like crew. the amazing family that Reese has built for himself. But more is, is she bisexual or is she a lesbian? Is she gay? I think she's, a, I think she's gay, but still sleeps with men sometimes to be like safe. I don't know. It's so okay. weird. I think she's a lesbian, but I don't remember for sure if she's lesbian or bi. So I'd love to hear from any anyone that's listening how you felt about that, if you're gay or – because I didn't feel that that was portrayed in a weird way, but yeah. I'm not gay. And yeah. I I feel like she was – I mean, obviously, I wish it was a world where she didn't have to hide anything and, right. you know, it whatever. It is weird that even in a fantasy world, you just mm-hmm. can't make that not something that has to be hidden. Yeah. I feel I like in know. some instances, there was like a politicalness of yeah. her being with – different people but yeah so she is hiding she is hiding it uh-huh um for the most part but yeah it but there's sexism in this world too it's like all the bullshit yeah. from our world gets brought classism. into this fantasy world yeah fantasy classism mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff gets brought in so yeah i don't know how i don't i haven't looked in much into like what people say about how that was represented but i don't know yeah. if you have opinions let us know we want to hear mm-hmm. wowzer wow we went all over the place I do have one more question for you. Oh, yeah. Get it. If you could be friends. So there's – I feel as though there's this whole Akatar book talk community mm-hmm. on TikTok. 
if you could pull any of them out of TikTok and be friends with them in real life, what Akatar book talk lover would it be? Hmm. So, book talk Benny is one of the funniest people I watch. So but, funny. <laughs> um, not. I'd love to be friends. Uh-huh. Book talk Benny, but who is the guy that talks in his car? Oh, that's who I would. That's yeah. it for me too. Jaden Cooley. Is it <laughs> Jaden? Same, same. Is it Jaden? Is that I don't name? know if that's how you pronounce it, okay. but I know we're talking about the same. The Australian okay. guy who like sits in his car. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Same. Same. Um, his sheer joy he gets from mm-hmm. reading these books. I love it so much. I don't think I've ever seen him say anything negative about a book. Yeah. I don't think I have either. And it is, he is just joyful. Yes. Yes. Did you see the one where he was saying? Now he's only talking about Planet of the Barbarians. Oh, my kids keep trying. Planet Barbarians. Because Rach bought that for me (laughs) for my birthday. (laughs) And I read two pages and was like, going to be in a different state of mind. (laughs) And my kids saw the cover, which has this giant blue alien. And they're like, Mom, will you read that to us for bed? (laughs) (laughs) Sirs, <laughs> no. This is so. I've had to hide the book because they're old enough to read now on their oh, own, and they would babies. for sure try to sneak Ice Planet Barbarians. <laughs> they're it's, gonna think we are absolute I know. weirdos. That one day, I mean, yes, for sure. Doesn't everyone think their parents are weirdos? <laughs> They've already <laughs> bust in on our TikToks where we're sitting on a couch talking about our cocktails. I know with a camera and a ring light. <laughs> So embarrassing. They're going to remember that, Ali. I know. I know. They'll also remember me making the mocktail versions of it all. So it'll be fine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I feel like we did it. Is this it? Did we do, Is this do the, anything else? We're going to have five million things we realized we forgot to discuss. Yeah. That we love. But Maybe we'll have a bonus episode. Maybe. Maybe we could do a extended version <laughs> of all yeah, of this. Yeah. We published this on Tuesday. Okay. We publish it today, and then yeah. we'll get tons of people say, oh you gosh. forgot to talk about this. Y'all, I hope I hope you get the joy listening. I hope you feel the joy we have finally discussing this book. We have never this book. said we are, you know, the authority on any book we read. Oh, no, we barely. This was And we just with us loved that. this book so much. And it was really fun to it finally It was such a fun series and so fun to finally get to chat about it. It was. This was my book, too, that was like, oh, you know what? Reading is fun. And I like yeah. not being here while yeah. I'm reading a book. And get swept away. To, it's mm-hmm. that feeling of being a kid. That's what it is for me. Yeah. I remember being a kid and being so engrossed in books that you lose track of time. And when you're a kid, you can do that. You can just mm-hmm. sit in a corner and read all read babysitters club or boxcar children and you just get swept into this other you know someone else's world and that this series was the one that reignited that feeling for me of just losing track of time and being so caught up in something else the first book i ever felt the way i did that way when i finished it and i just i wanted to continue being i wanted to live in the world of the characters and that I was reading about was, did you ever read Island of the Blue Dolphins? No. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. It's, it's about a, I 
think she's homeless, but a girl just collecting shells and mussels and eating like off the land on this beach. Anyway, I can't remember anything actually that happened now that I say that, but I remember closing the book and going out to the lake and collecting mussels um, and just wanting to still be in the book. And I was such, I was probably in elementary school when I finished that. And when I closed this book and there wasn't a six book ready, I hope it's going to be coming out soon mm-hmm. we'll see it should be coming out this spring we'll see it's not soon enough fucking better <laughs> miss moss okay well we did it we did it beyond so this episode comes out and then we are taking a little break in between be sure to follow us like we mentioned in the beginning on instagram and tiktok because we are doing brackets and we are doing cocktails for every court in the Prithian world. So definitely check those out. And then we will be back later for our fall season, which I am so excited about the fall books. I cannot wait. It We nailed it with the fall books. We're reading all of these books like now. Uh-huh. So it won't be like this season where we read these a, a year, year and ago, a half yeah. ago. Yeah. So I'm, we'll, be, we'll be smarter, I promise. It's all... <laughs> spooky vibes mm-hmm. cozy vibes it's we're all doing the legends and lattes we're gonna do legends and lattes I which i'm wait. so excited about there's yeah there's a lot of great great books for the fall season and that kicks off on it's in October. three weeks three weeks yeah so mm-hmm. three weeks we will be back with fall season books so be on the lookout for that book list and you can get mm-hmm. to reading with us uh yeah, we do. So if you want to follow along on the fan cast brackets, we're at the Book Report Podcast. Or I'm sorry, at Book Report Podcast on Instagram. We're at the Book Report Podcast on TikTok. And if you want to send us an email, which we would absolutely love, we are at the Book Report Pod at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll try to do some posts of our reading list, but you can also find that on Goodreads. 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 Oh, that's right. Goodreads. And we're on Pinterest now. Yeah, we're on Pinterest now. So we'll get all of the, we'll get Mm -hmm. the book list out for fall very soon. Yeah. It's already, it's already there. Oh, it's there. I've been adding and subtracting as I like curate it. it. But yeah. (laughs) So good. The covers for fall. The covers of the books are, I want them as art on my Mm -hmm. walls. I can't wait to put like the, all the books out Mm -hmm. because I buy every physical copy of a book we do. I'm a library gal. (laughs) Mm, Love it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for our first full season. Yes. Get to close the book on this one. A little emotional. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers, everyone. (laughs) It's been a delight, and we will see you back in three weeks. Ciao.